I do. And I don't. Happy Monday, lovers. And other strangers. Joel and I are back mm. with another fully loaded episode of I Do and I Don't. Me too. What? <laughs> Everyone's favorite intimate relationship advice podcast. Slash sex line. <laughs> People send us their favorite scenarios and re- we read them in our sexy voices and sometimes add to them, wink, wink. <laughs> and uh, you can just lay at home, listen to our voices and come and come and come. Wow. Cat. No, go on. I got, I got, I don't know what to say now. You put me on the spot and asked me to do the intro. And then when I did, you just made fun of me. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. <laughs> How? How was that making fun? You were insinuating that I sound like a sexy voice. you have a operator. sexy voice? Oh, I'm sorry, Cat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what an insult. I really made fun of you. Yeah, I listen to Cat's sexy, dulcet tones. <sighs> <sighs> All right. You also weren't like, hey, guys, welcome to I Do hey, You were guys. like, it's a Monday. You, I think if we listen back, and I don't mind pausing. <laughs> so you're saying I was asking for it? Is that, is that it? <laughs> I'm saying your voice was wearing a thong, and everyone could see it through your almost <laughs> see-through skin-tight pants. So what do you expect, Kat? Uh, wow. I'm going to call you a phone sex operator. Does that still exist? It can't. Phone sex? 900 numbers? They can't. How? Who would pay for that? Who now? would pay? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it's got to be the webcams. Like, I'm pretty sure you can Uber Eats someone delivered to your house <laughs> at this I'm point. I'm going to Uber eat some pussy tonight. <laughs> <laughs> or you could phone Wanda from Waynefleet and let her talk you through an orgasm. <laughs> Who's Wanda? <laughs> and, what, and what's her number? I don't care. What's her number? Just, just so I know it. What's her number? Uh, there I've, is no Wanda. I'm so sorry that I've, I've just made, gotten so crass lately. And I want to dial that back i'm just being too crass i apologize eat, uber eat some pussy that's so rude i can't keep up with you because last week you were like let's turn this into a religious podcast and now this week <laughs> it's a phone sex you're like it's a gemini just, uh, the thing is i i feel like i just don't want to do this podcast anymore so i keep <laughs> on wanting to change it are you serious <laughs> do, no I'm not serious. Wouldn't be the first time you dropped that one on me out of nowhere. <laughs> I just want to change it to a different type of podcast. I keep oh. on trying to morph it into. Remember a new when cast. I did that and you got so upset with me? No, this is only marriage advice. And guess what happened, Kat? Welcome to I Do and I Don't an Intimate Relationship <laughs> Advice Podcast. And here so, we are. Which, well, what would you actually change this to? I'm joking. I uh, there's nothing to change it to. Yeah, because I can't change. Because if you can't accept me as I am, then you're not for me. Don't go changing to try to please me. You never let me down before. This is a what can you say that will lead somebody to singing a Billy Joel song podcast. (laughs) Oh, no. So we just talk until there's some sort of comment that leads to a Billy Joel song. Oh, my God. If you can see this through to the end of this episode, I'm going to be so happy. (laughs) Happy, 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 so happy. Um, nothing there. I don't know any Billy Joel songs beyond that one and Piano Man. So I could like and just Uptown Girl. Pretend. That was Billy Joel, right? Okay, yep. that's it. That's all I got. Well, there's a lot of songs, so I guess I could. Uh, you could literally make them up, and yeah. I wouldn't know any better. <laughs> you wouldn't know any better. Like that song that goes, "It's getting better all the time." No, that's the Beatles. Um, so for those of you who are just joining us for the first time ever and are miraculously still listening. Who are jarred by that vulgar and then very musical intro. 
(laughs) (laughs) What you found yourself in is a listener-generated advice show. (laughs) (laughs) The sexiest way of saying it. Our our listeners generate advice. No. Questions. Questions. And then we give them advice. Kat reads them. Um, She studies them. She pours over them. And then I answer them. Shooting from the hip. So should we launch into the first question? Yeah. All right. Okay, so what are some of the most profound things you've learned about yourself from intimate relationships? Have you ever successfully healed any patterns that were preventing you from having the kind of partnership you want? Man, the, this is I feel like you will speak so intelligently to this question. <laughs> and I always struggle with these types of things for some reason. Like can I just not think of things that I've learned specifically? Well, I feel like Did I come is... out perfect, Kat? No. Did I start perfect? Well, I don't know what your teachings tell you. Probably. <laughs> What do you, uh, we're talking about my religious teachings. Yeah. Well, no, we wouldn't say that we, like no one's born perfect. We're born into sin. Oh, yeah, that's right. So that's, we're, that, that whole we're all tarnished. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And if you're not baptized, you're going to go to hell or no, whatever. No, that's not. Limbo. You just remained in nowhere. Yeah, I think you're talking about Catholicism As now. A struggling infant. A little bit little Soul bit unfettered. Not, from... not exactly the same. I mean, Catholicism is a type of Christianity, but it's not. Infant baptism isn't something I was raised with. No, you had to wait till you were fully fledged adult. You have to make a choice for yourself. See that? I can get behind. Like Yeah, making your own choices makes sense. Like we were confirmed at 13 years old. Do you know what I was thinking about when I was 13 years old? Yeah, fingering yourself on it. Uh, oh, no, no. Um, making the bath faucet make you come. Yep. <laughs> it was the faucet one, wasn't it? Well, the detachable shower head, but whatever. <laughs> It was, it was, it was something not aquatic. God, although God was frequently mentioned. <laughs> anyway, what the hell? Oh. How did we do this again? <laughs> we got so off track talking about God again. God and sex. Those are intimately I, I just want to focus on sex and you keep distracting me with God. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and back to what you just said. You keep on mentioning God anytime I'm trying to finger fucking... <laughs> What? <laughs> Not in real life, folks. Just as a joke. <laughs> I don't know what just happened, but I think I should read the first question. I think you get the joke. I do. I, I do get the joke. What were you... Wait, what were you saying? Was Did you read the question? Yeah, I did read the first question. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, I think there's something we were supposed to be speaking to right now. It was not this. It was the most profound things we've learned about ourselves from intimate <laughs> relationships. Joel. Right. And then we can't. I, Over I said, to you, Joel. No, no. So you answered this question first, and so I can think about it. Okay. So, one of the most profound things that I've learned about myself is that I am fairly, resolutely monogamous. Mm. And I really put that through the test for some time <laughs> in my life. For quite a decade. In quite a decade, yes. Um, and though, like, I, I don't know that I need to 100% of the time be monogamous in relationship, I think it is my preferred place. So, that was a pretty profound realization. Um, I've learned that I have some real issues of codependency that I need to work out. Mm, and I've learned that my desire to have long-lasting love sometimes supersedes my ability to choose good partners mm. for myself. Mm-hmm. And I've learned that I need to heal some old wounds that were created in a bond of one of my primary caregivers in my childhood mm. because I keep replaying that dynamic in relationship. 
And I've learned that uh, I am really good in my own company. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I'm one of my favorite people. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I am okay alone. For a long time, I thought that maybe I was making the choices I was because I was scared to be alone, but I really quite love being alone. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's that. Um, I've learned that even though sex and sexuality is super important to me, mm-hmm. it's not the sum total of who I am or what I need. So mm-hmm. I've, I'm now finding myself getting kind of frustrated when people like project that onto me because of the work that I've done in the past or the things that that I've talked about in the past. I can be sexy, but I I like to, well, I know that I'm a lot more than that. Mm -hmm. That's a few of them. I'm a great mother too, because I know it's not like an intimate sexual relationship. It didn't say brag about I haven't always been a great mother. I've been shitty at being a mother at first, for sure. It's something you you got to guess you got to learn a little bit. 100% you do. Mm -hmm. Yep. So those are mine. Uh, I don't know. Have I learned anything profound? I was supposed to be thinking, but I was listening to you. So that's just good co-hosting. It's really nice to be my friend. But that said, I don't know, like... I guess with each relationship, I, I you know, early on in my life, I certainly learned that you don't need to be treated. Like I had a, 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 like a girlfriend that was difficult in her own insecurities and issues and she didn't treat me very nicely. And I worked very hard to turn that around ah. to try to make it better. Mm, relatable. And... <laughs> Yeah, and and like you know, a year and a half later, I was like, I can't, just I can't, just can't do this. Like, mm-hmm. it, I don't know if and your first relationship, you go, it's just, I guess maybe this is the way it is. So, nah. gotta try to make it happen, baby Joel. So I was like, no, sorry, it can't can't work. And then I met this other girl that was just like, night and day, like the angel, like mm. just the greatest person. I go, okay. Yeah. So there are fantastic people that are like just well, well, what's the word I'm looking for? Well adjusted, I guess, mm. if you want to, you know, happy, fun, you know, and our, com- the compatibility was great. And uh, so I think through that very simple kind of night and day experience, I was just like, okay, there's just like, like you you don't have to kind of live with this difficult thing yeah or you know to be fair I've done it again <laughs> at times where I've gone like really seen value in a person and I know you've done this where it's and then go mm, let me work extra hard to see if I can iron out just these little issues that aren't the end of the world um mm-hmm. But then they ended up being the end of the world. You know what I've noticed that I do? So in my relationship before the most recent one, mm-hmm. I don't think I was very aware or accountable for a lot of the ways I was contributing to the stress of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Right? I think I was really consumed by feeling like my needs weren't being right, met. Right, And like feeling outrage about that. So then the next serious relationship I have... I'm now hyper aware of what am I doing wrong here to right. contribute to it. Right. So like there's this crazy focus in like, well, I could do this better and then maybe it would work this time. Mm-hmm. So I, I try to like make amends for the previous relationship in the next one. 
I've been I, I in a conversation I had recently. I I uh, it was a group conversation with some people. I was organizing something, and I made a joke, and I thought it was like a lighthearted joke, and then they started like really jumping on me about like just other ideas that kind of making jokes and making fun of me. And I go, man, this isn't nice. Like these people are being aggressive. Then I was like, no, wait, Joel, you started it. You, you said that comment that wasn't nice, even though you thought it was just an up, like a silly joke. And now of course they're retaliating in kind. So I was like, well, I'm, I want to apologize for my joke. (laughs) I was like, I'm not like, I'll just like let the other stuff go and apologize for the thing. And then, you know, maybe we can be friends. Did you do it? Yeah. And how'd it go? It's still not good. But um, <laughs> but at least I was like, okay, I, I apologize for my issue. And so I didn't. Do you know how fun. huge that is, though? Even if in this instance it didn't really play out the way maybe you wanted it to. Mm-hmm. But to have someone be accountable for the things that they did to lend to the dynamic that's not working. Yeah. Even if the relationship is never going to work out, just to hear them say, oh, my God, okay, I can totally see how from your perspective that would be confusing or yeah. harsh or yeah. it would seem like I don't care. Like, what yeah. a fucking thing to give someone. Just to apologize a little bit, say, yeah, uh, oh, uh, I wasn't perfect. <laughs> yeah. I'm Sorry, you know, I'm not. Um, so, yeah, and so that's, uh, but I think that was what you were saying with the, uh, what do you contribute? But yeah, I don't know if I have as many uh, profound. So so far, you said that you've learned that some people are shitty and some people are not. <laughs> but yep. I think we're supposed to be talking about what we've realized That's about ourselves. About ourselves. Mm-hmm. You're sensitive. I think you've realized how sensitive you are. How you can be jealous sometimes. But uh, yeah, and I guess I've realized. Well, I, I've always been a sensitive. I was always a sensitive kid, but then I guess I. I'm able to uh, kind of navigate some of that just by being a little bit like inching forward mm-hmm. so you don't just put yourself in those situations. So then by the time you, I could be very sensitive or insecure in things, I feel confident because I know where I am with this other person type of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have learned that a, a lot of the time, a lot of, any, everything takes time. So when you're... If there is jealousy there, like we mentioned in the other podcast uh, episode, um, sometimes you just have to wait that out. Yeah, and eventually see. you'll be like, wait a second, that was silly. Or sometimes you might be like, oh, I don't think this person is as into me as they as I am into them. Maybe just give it some time and see if they develop that way towards you. That's happened uh, in the past where I go, oh, I, I was a little bit, you know, uh, insecure, but time took care of that one. When you lose someone, you break up, heartbreak, just takes time. Just in time, you will feel better. Yeah. You know, so you have to, yeah, go through those feelings and things. But so if you, if I, oftentimes like people will be like, this sucks, this, I don't go, give it three months. That doesn't seem like a long time. Three months? In three months, you'll like a lot of those pangs mm-hmm. will have subsided. Unless you have to see that person regularly. Sure, <laughs> but even even then, I'm sure like it does change. You yeah, it changes. But then you have those feelings 
to a lesser and lesser and lesser and lesser extent. Yeah. And I can still, if I want to go to a place where I think deeply about what happened with an ex-girlfriend, I can feel bad. Like if I want to go there, <laughs> like I can get to a place of being like, ugh, like what did I do or why did, couldn't it have worked? It really hurt. Like it, it sucks that that didn't work, whatever. But I have to work to get there. So it's like, I can live a very peaceful life without it. Um, but but at first, I was really, like, bummed out. Like, I didn't have to work hard at all. It was right there at the surface. <laughs> Shattered. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like time heals all wounds, or at least buries them under a bunch of new ones. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's a good quote. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't know. From there... I just, uh, sometimes I feel like maybe what, I think I maybe have to learn more profound things, Kat. <laughs> just, you maybe have learned that you're not that profound. Well, I can be profound. I mean, did you hear what I just said about all the, her, her the scars yeah. and stuff? Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm teasing. I can be profound, but like, maybe I need to learn, because maybe right now, like, I don't know, I feel things are fine, but then at the same time, I might be, uh, I might think of people as more disposable than I should. Mm. Like I, I'm open to that potential. I, I would like a little of that. Thinking of people as disposable? A little of that, yeah. Other than We could all be a little bit more like Joel, even though he thinks people are disposable. I would like that instead of, I think this person is the person that I've meant to be with. Mm -hmm. You got to be able to let go. Yeah. And I think it was Mark Groves who said, Oh, no, no, it was Young Pueblo who posted this post about uh, connecting to people versus attaching to them. What's the difference? Well, the connection, it's, I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> but to me, to he my He used mind, these two different words. I thought they were neat. <laughs> Bye! <laughs> exactly. I like the sounds of them. Um, no, I think connection is like... You're really connecting to somebody. You're, 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 this is what I'm going to assume. You're... you're, you're um, Getting your like tentacles in and understanding that person, they're understanding you. That's what a connection it is. It feels intentional and it feels like um, something that you have a lot of control over versus attaching. Like, Well, it feels deeper too. Mm -hmm. Like if you think of um, a connection, I mean, let's... I'm trying to think of a metaphor real quick, but I'm just going to... Like a I parasite doesn't connect to your lower intestine. It just attaches It attaches itself. itself. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But it's like that, you know, you, you connect to um, some sort of a port, like you're in it. Mm -hmm. you're, you're inside attachment. I connect just, with that idea versus <laughs> I'm so attached to this idea. Yeah. I'm being so inarticulate right now. <laughs> no. So you <laughs> interrupted me to say right something now. that didn't matter. Um <laughs> It's like if you get under counter lighting, okay? This mm -hmm. is going to work. Okay. And you open it up and you take the wire from the wall and you connect the wires inside the light. Mm -hmm. And then you can turn on the switch on the thing and that those are connected. Or you can just like Velcro the thing on and it's got an LED with a battery. And yeah, it's attached to the underneath of your thing. But it's not really connected to the mainframe of your house. Mm -hmm. Does that work? Kind 
But you see how there's a big difference internally it's connected versus yes. it's just attached in yeah, the other one. Just like stuck on there. Yeah. So it's better to connect to people. Right. Can we just do the next question? Oh my God. <laughs> we, we, we're not going to talk about how we've successfully healed any patterns that we're preventing from having. If you want to. I don't think that my answer is yes. You haven't. Well, I don't know. I'm, I, I'll let you it. know if I end up in another relationship. I will say, though, that this time, like post-breakup, is the most time I've spent just like intentionally sitting with the uncomfortable, unpleasant feelings and being very aware of them. Is this why you... Like, I feel like you're, you're the type of person that's been talking about relationships for, I feel like, your whole life. Yes. Sex and relationships. Yeah. You've cared about it. You've been interested about it. You've read about it. You went to school for, what was it, psychology at the time. Mm-hmm. And, and yet you're telling me that you haven't thought about these things for yourself? Oh, no. I think about them all the time. But then when it comes to actually being able to like change my behavior in relationship, it's been really hard. I think one of the problems is, is that you always say in relationship singular <laughs> and you don't say in relationships in relationships in relationships like you're I'll like in today. relationship is just like this like I, when you're idea. in this idea of relationship um but yeah if you just added an s on that i think it could change your life okay i'll try it <laughs> I'll, I'll try anything <laughs> i won't though and here's another thing where i've arrived at like i feel totally okay if i never end up in a deeply committed relationship again right what now. i know I know it's so crazy. But didn't you just say moments ago at some point in today that you want to have deep lasting love or was that? No, that I don't know when that was, but it wasn't today. I think I talked about how I would like to be loved in one of our podcasts. Oh, okay. Um, but like wanting that versus accepting that it might never happen. Maybe never happen. I'm okay with it. Well, um, that means that doesn't mean I'm shutting it out either. No, no. Like, but you're just like Zen. Yeah. What, what so the question was also like what have you done? So I guess that's a healed pattern. <laughs> I'm not frantically trying to find the next person. I wonder if I have any patterns. I feel like everyone has patterns. I just feel that like things that have happened consistently or or styles of relationships that I've had more than once aren't necessarily negative things. They just were what they were. Um, but that is so like, I, yeah, I've been in similar situations, but it's, I, I am not like going, oh, this is a horrible pattern of mine. It's just like, well, this is the nature of that sort of thing. Hmm. So I don't feel that I don't, I guess I don't personalize certain being very vague, but anyway, no patterns. Question number two. Last week, my boyfriend's dad, he lives at home, the boyfriend, I guess, (laughs) walked in on us in the midst of us having sex. I'm horrified and not sure how to show my face there again. What should I do? Maybe not be sure how to show your vagina there again. We're both in our (laughs) early 20s, if that's important to know. What should I do? More like, who should you do? I think it's interesting that you're assuming it's a woman who wrote this question, because it could be a man. Oh, yeah. So don't show your penis around again. We should just... Do we know? No, they don't. The they don't say. Um, interesting. So dad walked in on us having sex. What? Why? How do I show my face there? Uh, hey, look. Time heals all wounds. 
and bear or buries them with new ones. Wait, I already said well, that. Well, I mean, they're twenty year olds. They're in their twenties. Mm-hmm. They did say that. So like they're grown ups. Yeah, like I don't know. Just go. Like, were they having sex in the dad's bed? Probably not. So. Yeah, and he wasn't having sex with the dad's wife. Like it was the daughter. You know. Also, why is he? Wa- he's just walking into his daughter's or son's. I feel like it's got to be the son. No, it says my boyfriend's dad. Oh, so the, it could you're be saying it's two a good guys gay couple. or a guy and a girl or a guy and a they. My boyfriend's anyway, dad. I, okay. Carry on with your heteronormative perspective. <laughs> <laughs> what an attack. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this definite, definitely a girl. Whoever this person is, <laughs> this soul... Is embarrassed. He's going into his son's bedroom without knocking, which is weird, I guess. Especially with even if the girl, well, he might maybe he knew the girl was over. Maybe they don't want the son having sex with the with people in his bedroom. Okay, maybe, or maybe they were like on the couch or whatever. Oh, it doesn't say bedroom. No, it doesn't say where they were. I am imagine my imagination <laughs> really filled in the blanks on this question. Yeah, so vanilla. Wow. They were on the kitchen they, counter. Okay, they're in his his parents' house. It's and you think house. that they're just going to be fucking it on the couch somewhere? Um, Kat, m- maybe. That's this is that then you deserve it. You're you're reckless. <laughs> they were on they were having sex on the counter. I don't know how he caught us. Well, it's his kitchen. That's what how. What if they weren't expecting him to be home? Okay. We just surprised them by coming home at an unexpected time. Through the patio door, which is right off the kitchen. What's going on here? Or what if he was home the whole time and they didn't know and they were Mm. making all kinds of noise? Mm. I've never done that, but it could happen. (laughs) Also, like, what's the height of the kitchen counter? Like, I feel like that's too high. Mm. Is that right? I got to get my... Do you have a step like, stool? It's pretty fine. A step stool. Like, so what? Now, he's probably, the dad probably showed up, like, going, where's my little step ladder that I was working in the garage? What's going on here? You're using my step ladder for counter sex in my kitchen? And that's my Dempster's bread. Whoa, what? Uh, yeah, in that case, don't go back there. If, yeah. If you did that, don't go back there. But if you were safely ensconced in your boyfriend's bedroom Mm -hmm. and you were violated by someone coming in the door without knocking while he was violating you (laughs) (laughs) uh then you should go there all the time just to show them how embarrassed they should feel yeah like wouldn't you like okay just go back and see what happens because maybe it's the type of thing where everyone's just gonna ignore what happened? Well, yeah. I mean, you're an adult. Like, you're both adults. I know. But, you know, even if you're adult, I mean, like... Kat- okay, so if uh, if I walked in on one of my kids having sex in our house, and they were 20s, in their 20s... Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're a different character. I guess I am a different parent. I mean, it would be embarrassing a bit, but, like, it would not be the end of the world. I know that they would probably feel more embarrassed than I would. But But, but to be honest, like, if I forgot that this was podcast day... And I was having sex with someone with a step stool on my counter downstairs. <laughs> and you came in the door and for some reason I didn't hear you because I was in the throes of ecstasy. <laughs> and you came in the kitchen and saw me completely naked fucking somebody on the counter <laughs> with their head in the sink. They're, they are, they're also washing their hair in the sink. They didn't, we didn't have time to do both. So I would be like, 
holy shit. And then I'd be like, cat, go, go back, go, go, go back, go back, go back. And then you'd be like, I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything. And then like, I'd run up and get clothes on, whatever, get prepared. It would be awkward. It would be awkward, but I would be okay. Sure. But like, I'd be like, uh, like, I think I would get over it quite fairly quickly, Yeah. but like, I could imagine it being like, like, especially if we have to do the pie, if you ran out the door and left, <laughs> that would be worse. That I would think. be worse. And then, then it'd be like, how do I face cat again? If I just like quietly closed the door and made myself tea till you were finished. <laughs> yeah. I come in the living room. <laughs> I'm like, you. what? How long have you been here? Long enough. <laughs> the Joel. things you heard. Long you know? enough. I, I, I've been I here always long thought enough. you were exaggerating, but I guess it was true. Yeah, you just hear the puddles of <laughs> squirting falling onto the floor. By the way, your sink is leaking. <laughs> That's not the sink. Oh. That's the vagina. Oh my God. So, yeah, like I don't think anyone's saying it's not going to be awkward. Of course, it's going to be yes, awkward. Well, what I'm saying with that is go over to the house. Mm-hmm. And see what the reaction of the dad is. One, he could be very, uh, just ignore it, pretend it didn't happen. Then you guys can all just ignore it and pretend it didn't happen and move on. Two, he might be one of the jokesters. Laugh about it. Make a little comment. That's, you know, hey, would you like some meatballs? Boy, your ball's deep in those those meatballs. That spaghetti, not unlike your my son was balls deep in you the other night. You know, something cute like that. That's not that's not cute and then or three uh he might be like now in this house we don't have intercourse you're living in sin and then you can be like all right maybe i won't go back oh man imagine being shamed for that afterwards as a grown-ass adult it could happen move out son yeah get your own place yeah you you keep on saying grown-ass adult he lives in a bedroom in his parents house that's not quite grown ass, in my opinion. Mine either, but sometimes life is strange. <laughs> All right. Well, so we're saying, like, just go back and go back, see what it's like, it. and you might find it's not that difficult, and you guys can uh, get over it in a fun, silly way. Hopefully, or you might uh, or weird. Yeah, you might or hate shameful. it. Yeah. Also, like, check out. There's a lot of like. Uh, sibling or stepdad or these types of porns. I knew you were going to go there. When you watch those, you'll be like, hey, this is pretty normal. (laughs) So normal. It's like everywhere. I could could probably bang his dad and everything would be fine. Okay. So then maybe purposely go over there when the son isn't there and try to see if you can like smooth things over by, you know, having sex with the dad and then... And then the mom, if you want, as well, because that's another scenario. And you'll have dirt on both of them, and then, like, everyone will just be banging each other. Don't tell the son. No, because he will probably not appreciate your efforts at connecting with his family. Yeah, unless his mom is actually a stepmom. In which case. And you sleep with her, and then he'll sleep with her. Because he's also banging with her. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Banging with (laughs) her. (laughs) He's also banging with her. They're all banging with each other. They are in relationship together. They were having relations. So, one way or another, I think it's going to be fine. God. Okay, question number three. My girlfriend and I have been together for over a year, and we just moved in together. Mm, congratulations, guys. I hope the best. Oh, wait, sorry. She I has... Want, when, sorry. I uh, really hope for the best for you guys. Um, I want to say congratulations and well done. And uh, I'm glad that you're taking this really important step. And, uh, you know, value her value her and I, and I hope she values you 
and uh, and take care. So that's been our podcast. There's it, more question. That was a question. Oh, I thought it was just somebody giving us some information. <laughs> some follow up. No. So we ended up deciding to move in together. We, Great. <laughs> we don't get any follow up, which I would really appreciate. Yeah, people are just uh, like crickets out there. Mm. Um, she's got a young son who she shares fifty fifty custody with mm-hmm. of. So she only has half of the son there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a family photo of her, her stepdaughters from the previous relationship, her ex and her kid hanging on the wall in our new place, and it's making me nuts. Am I wrong to think it's inappropriate? There's a picture of her, her ex, her ex's kids. And her kid. Her kid. Yeah. All together in a family photo. Yeah. Because they were a family, and then these people still are in her her life yeah yeah and it's making this person nuts yeah mm-hmm. i've been like uh i've gone over to a girl's house and seen her pic like a picture of her and her ex on the fridge interesting big smiles loving every minute of it because uh she cares about that person they're still like this was a long-term ex-boyfriend they're not you know they weren't together but they were together for quite a while and they were dear friends and maybe still are dear friends on a certain level. So is it that when you end a relationship that you destroy, not destroy, but remove all traces of that relationship as to not offend the new person who's, again, Ego, we must protect like it's, you know, the most fragile and valuable Fabergé egg in the world. I, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't really think. I feel like you have mixed feelings about this. Mm, I, I mean, I feel like if it's the only family photo in their new shared home, then maybe that's not great. Like, but I think it should have a place in the shared home because this kid is in that home half the time too. All right, and I guess I was talking about like I'm in someone else's home and I'm seeing their. No, thing no, this is in their new shared. This home. is the thing that they're yeah. I got the sense that it was an issue because it's in their new shared. Yeah, home. sorry, I missed that detail. But I think it's important for the kid to see that in his new home sure. that he's adjusting to, because he's not just adjusting to a new place and to live, but he's also adjusting to living with a new person mm-hmm. who's supposed to be some kind of semblance of family. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's good that he knows that his. Original family structure is still respected and honored in that space. As as it should actually literally be. A hundred percent. Yeah. And also maybe there's opportunity to create some new family photos too. Yeah. Like just him and his mom and his whatever. Like Or or Photoshop yourself into that photo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh, that's really funny. Arm around the old the X. <laughs> Head on the shoulder. You guys are just a happy family. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually hilarious and horrible, but uh, no. Don't I, wreck the photo. No, but you know, take a take a scan of it and then. <laughs> no, I think, I think you know, you will have the chance to add your own memories into the mix, mm-hmm. and maybe there's opportunity for more photos. But I don't think that photo should be removed. No, and that's the whole thing is that like this kid still has the relationship with that family. Yeah, and your girlfriend is still interacting with that family she has to yeah and it'd be probably in your best interest to kind of allow yourself to be a 
bit of part of that family. Yeah. You know, sort of like, all right, I'm maybe more on the peripheral, but I'll I'll be game. I'll play along. I'll be part of this crazy ragtag group. See that that I guess would be also on my list of things that I want in a relationship. Is Someone who will be on the rag part of the rag part of our crew. ragtag crew, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, uh if I'm on I would not even attempt. Like I'd be like, Ugh, I you know, I, I don't I don't think I have the capacity. To be a step parent? Yeah, like I feel like I I just like I'm very, I, 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 I don't know if I have the patience or, mm-hmm. you know, like I just don't want to be in that role. Right. I, and I, and I, I feel like the whole, I'd overthink, maybe not overthink, maybe properly think about the whole like what is my role? Like I, I kind of am stepdad, but I don't want to father this child who has a father and like, you know, mm-hmm. so it's like where do I sit? And then the, this is the mom who I'm with the mom that doesn't make me an authority over the child thing and then but what if I'm not happy about certain things and like do I talk to them to my girlfriend forget it I'm not doing this <laughs> well it's good to know that about yourself I think yeah it's just I, I yeah I don't think I'd if it's like your your own like you, you've made a child with this person you can pre like figure all that stuff out mm-hmm. and then it's like anyway um but if I were in that situation, I think it, I think I probably would find it difficult. I would feel pangs of jealousy. I would be like, "What am I, chop liver? This jerk off is on my fridge," you know. Um, I don't want to be reminded that you ever had a relationship or life outside of our relationship and life. So you can really relate. To yeah, this I want this ego. I want. To feel that I'm the only person that's important to you in your life, <laughs> I want I, I want you to be like, yeah, that stuff didn't really matter because I was waiting for you. You're the greatest, you know. But once I take the time, and I think I've mentioned time before, yes, to let those feelings sort of like my brain take over those stupid feelings that aren't really legitimate. And I can go, okay, yeah, of course somebody would have a life prior to me. And that was fine, you know, when I met this person. I knew that they existed before I came into their life. I knew they must have had, I knew they had a child. Yeah. You know, and they can't just erase that, nor should they. And if it wasn't like horribly toxic and, you know, something that you want to kind of like, don't want to think about it. Um, or be reminded about it, you know, um, then, yeah, that's just another one, an earlier chapter. Yeah. And then we're making this new chapter. So maybe it just will take time and for you to grow up <laughs> and then you can kind of like be in that home and, and yeah, make it your home. But she's there and hey, even if the picture's not on the fridge, she will carry parts of that experience and that life she lived before yeah. so it's all it's going to be there whether or not you w- want to look at it so get over it baby yeah and you know like maybe book a photo shoot for her and her kids without the x in the picture yeah if you want to be a little bit passive aggressive passive aggressive <laughs> you know how i love it that passive, passive aggressive here babe um just thought you might want to take a picture of just you well, and those like kids. i can say my i have a, i have a really good co-parenting relationship with my exes. 
Mm. And like we can all do things with the kids together and it's it's quite nice. We spend Christmas together and whatever. Um, and my son was asked to bring in a family photo for his classroom so that, and this happens every year, so it's not a new thing. Mm-hmm. But this year, I think because he's been having like some hard times with all the changes that have been happening and like settling into the new reality of COVID and he's got a new teacher. This year he said, I don't like the family photo because it makes me miss us all together when I see mm-hmm. it. So Interesting. yeah, that kind of broke my heart a bit, but his perspective on it has changed. So now I actually think it would be really good for him to have a photo of just me and his sisters and himself, you know, and and like maybe one with his dad and them and his other mom and them. And that's a lot of photos, but we could get like a tri-frame or something, whatever, like there's a way around it. Because there's different scenarios that you guys kind of live your lives in now. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. But also what if looking at that photo, like is it hanging somewhere? It's on the shelf in the classroom with all the other kids' photos right. of their families. But you guys don't have it around the house type of thing? Well, we did and we, we moved it to school because we didn't have an extra copy to send to school. It's, it, but it's interesting that like you see it all the time, but then the, the feeling of I want that back isn't... Like I, I th- had this theory that if you... It's like immersion therapy. Like if you are inundated mm. with it constantly, you'd be like, oh, well, yeah, I know I know that photo. I barely even look at it anymore. I think that it doesn't feel the same way at home because he's really comfortable there. But at school, he's feeling like some separation anxiety right. and some homesickness. Right. And it's just like, oh, which home nice am I even missing? Have my, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, so interesting. Ugh. Well, burn that photo and... <laughs> I mean, no, hey, but like, a way to get rid of it is to burn the house down. Maybe don't passive-aggressively schedule the photo shoot, but maybe come to her and say, hey, you know what? I totally know why this photo is here in our home because yeah. it's really important. But also, like, what would you think about doing a shoot with you and just the kids? Yeah. Right? Because then he's you not... Don't, you ins- don't think he wants to be involved in He's that? not insinuating himself yet because it's oh, okay. like a newish relationship yeah. still, but yeah. he's giving her an opportunity to, like, redefine her own family structure. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. Don't spring it on her because that's that is passive aggressive. But <laughs> maybe have a conversation about it. We're or, also good or at conversations. Photoshop the guy out and say, "I just thought this looked better." <laughs> that's ultimately the best thing to do. That's probably yeah. But if you're not good at Photoshop, book a photo shoot. Well, that's the show, folks. Sure is. Do you want to do the ending part too? No, fuck no. Not after that. <laughs> All right, fine, I'll I will, do it. I will ask hmm? that if people have been enjoying listening, that they share this podcast and give us a review or a rating or both. And I'll say that if you have sexy questions, send them to I do and I don't show at Gmail. That's gspotmail.com. It's just Gmail. Or check us out at I do and I don't show on Instagram uh, porn or (laughs) (laughs) for some reason it's hard for me to think of rude things or Facebook hockey (laughs) Instagram and Facebook Um, and I do and I don't show the slash I do and I don't show on those websites no one's ever going to find us (laughs) now (laughs) thanks Joel you can send we're also at I do and I don't dot show me your tits it's just I do and I don't dot show (laughs) where you can send us your questions through the website. And by the way, have a sexy 